and welcome to Top 5 is the show of everything. Top 5 is presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have just an amazingly um, raucous. What's, what's, how do you pronounce that word? R-A-C-O-U-S, raucous? Good time for you. Just pretend that I said it correctly. Because that is what's going on on the program tonight. Before we get to all the rakashnesses, Jonathan, <laughs> how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good, man. That's good. <laughs> the mystery word for tonight, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm good, man. I just uh, just getting over being sick. Uh, so excuse me if I I cough a little bit. I'm gonna have to just step off the mic every now and then. But um, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing better, feeling better, and um, I feel like. Feel uh, excited to get to our list this week. I feel, I feel yeah, like I think like, we got some good ones. Got some good good ones going. Um, but yeah, dude. Other than that, just uh, just glad to be like maybe ninety percent there from being sick. So I'm like almost there. Right on. Um, but yeah, just excited to be here talking to you, dude. Same man. Um, how are you doing this week, Shawnee? I'm I'm thankful to be alive. I had a near death experience on Friday. What? Can I tell you about it? Oh man. Um, so I went out with some friends and uh, got wasted, and uh, that's not, that doesn't that's a good start to the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were started, you know, uh, kind of by my place in Monterey. Um, well, I'm in Marina, and then we were like, let's get an Uber and let's go downtown Monterey. Yeah, I don't know if you remember in downtown Monterey where there's, it's the intersection between Moonrest and Abrego, okay. and um, where the two gas stations are. There's the <coughs> Denny's, um, as you kind of as you're entering downtown Monterey. Yeah. Anyway. So our, our Uber driver, this guy, Habib, um, I'm talking to him. We're, you know, all are, we're all drunk. We're trying to make each other laugh by asking the driver questions. And I'm like, so Habib, what, uh, what drugs do you enjoy? And uh, he goes, well, you know, I really like cigarettes. And um, he starts just talking about cigarettes and describing the way they make him feel and this and that. Meanwhile, he's not paying attention to the road, and I'm in the back oh, seat. No. And he's coming towards this intersection, Moonrest and Abrego, <laughs> and it's a red light, and he's not slowing down. But I'm in the back seat, just going, "All right, I, you know, let's just fucking see what happens, I guess." And uh, thankfully, my buddy goes, "Hey!" And he stops on a fucking dime right at the red light, and just as he does, a giant white SUV comes barreling through the. We would have died. Damn, um, dude. So, and then we drank more, and I got really fucked up and sick. And um, <clears throat> the next day, my plan was to get to Supercuts and get a haircut, and then head to the city because I was going to the city this weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, somehow, I got to Supercuts around nine thirty, so about a half hour after they opened. Mm-hmm. And uh, the girl who cut my hair, you know, she learns. You know, can I get your name, Joey? Okay, uh, okay, uh, Joey. Um, I'm gonna do the top of your hair now. Okay, Joey. All right, you know, and I'm hungover as fuck, and I'm just like, all right, dude. Um, And she keeps, okay, Joey, and just going so slow. Like, my hair is, it's not, I don't have a lot of it, and it's not a complicated (laughs) cut. It shouldn't take 45 fucking minutes in the chair. I feel you, dude. (laughs) Every time I get a haircut, my barber, or the barber, stands behind me in front of the mirror and does my hair. Mind you, I'm so hungover. She's spinning me around in this fucking chair, oh, just no, back and forth, back fun. and forth. And not even cutting, just spinning, looking at it, spinning, looking at it, spinning, 
snip, 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 spinning. And I'm just, I'm holding on to the arms of the chair and just trying not to fucking... <laughs> and she didn't even, you know, didn't even do what I asked for. I showed, like, where I want the fae, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't do it. But at that point, I was just like, I need to go because yeah, I'm going to throw up all over you yeah. if I don't go now. So I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to be not hungover at the moment. And, um, yeah, man. That's so, good, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's good times. Um, <laughs> That's a good story, dude. Actually. It's not bad. <laughs> uh, before we get to our list this weekend, so uh, big news dropped this morning. The Oscar, 2019 Oscar nominations. Um, did you get a chance to look over the list? Uh, quite a, li- a little bit. Not all the way yeah. through it, but... Uh, I've got the nominees printed out if we, uh, if we want to reference some specifically. <clears throat> um, I heard I Black do. Panther got nominated, right? For yeah, best best picture. Picture. That's pretty. That's pretty big. That's actually like, I don't think is that one of like the first comic it's book movies. It's the first comic book movie to, and we have to give credit where credit is due. If minds had been more open back in two thousand and eight, uh, Dark Knight would have definitely snagged a best picture nom. Yeah, that's but true. But it didn't. Um, I don't agree with. Black Panther getting a nomination. I like it. I enjoyed it just as much as the next person. Um, but I think we're reaching here a little bit. And I think, you know, the Oscars are a driven by monetary campaigns, right? Yeah. And um, Marvel and Disney have all the fucking money in the world. So, of course, they got a, you know, fucking nomination. And um, not saying it's not... No, I don't think it's deserving. I, I, I think the movie falls apart in the last <coughs> act. I, I enjoy everything up to that, but uh, and I also think it's really weird. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. When a movie gets nominated for best picture but not best director, like how does that work? Yeah, you're gonna say the, like a, the thing is great, but the person who made it doesn't count. What? It's like, what is that what? all about? Yeah, it's so, like the de- detachments from like the different uh, categories and stuff, right? Yeah, Ryan Coogler like- got snubbed. Um, did you see any of that kind of egregious snubbing? In your ooh, um, you know what? I didn't really ch- get a chance to look over the whole yeah. list to really make my opinion. But um, what are ones that you've noticed? That well, were kinda... I think Ethan Hawke and John David Washington should have been nominated for best uh, actor oh, okay. for First Reformed and Black Klansman, respectively. Yeah, and I really do think that um, Won't You Be My Neighbor should have been nominated for best documentary. Everyone was talking about this, and it oh held fuck up. that got, didn't get nominated. Didn't get nominated. Um, which blows my fucking mind. And oh man, if we're being real here, I'm sorry. I think Into the Spider Verse should have gotten nominated for Best Picture. And before you go, well, wait, you know, animated movies don't get. Let's 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 wind the clocks back a year. No, um, <laughs> many years. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was nominated <coughs> for Best Picture back in mm-hmm. where that 1990 91. So it is possible, and it should have happened. But it did get nominated for Best Animated. Feature so props to our buddy Danny. He worked on a fucking Oscar-nominated film. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty damn cool. Go back and listen yeah, to that yeah. episode if you get a chance. Um, not too far back in our in our catalog. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So let's let's take a look here. Uh, best Picture: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. Vice. Um, Vice just recently came out, I think. Right. Yeah, I saw a poster. Uh, for Christmas. That. Yeah. I just saw, yeah, I saw a poster the other day for that. Yeah. That's, um... Oh. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, right? Yeah. It's Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Uh, and Daily City-born Sam Rockwell is W. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. 
Uh, best actor in a leading role: Christian Bale, Bradley uh, Vice, Bradley Cooper, Starsborn, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen any of those movies, so I can't really throw yeah. my hat into the ring. Huh. You would probably okay. go Rami Malek, I, I assume. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's like one of the only uh, that movie. I think that's all of, of those bunch. That's the only kind of. Uh, you know, yeah, movie that I saw him in as far as uh, his showing his his acting chops. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is. It is always tough. I always feel like Oscars are always like tough because I, I haven't seen all the movies. Um, and it's political. Really merit- it's not. Yeah, it's definitely political. Awards yeah. are bullshit. I mean, it's all propaganda for one thing or another. And yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, I don't know. Should we, w- <laughs> hey, any hey. other categories that I'll, I'll read? I'll read off. Um, any- I'm kind of interested. I'm always interested in, in the uh, the sound design. Okay, sound design. Um, I know that could be many different. Uh, I know the sound design is like mixing sometimes, right? So so let, let's let's do all the ones that concern sound because there's four categories. Okay. So best original score. Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. Um, I couldn't tell you the original score for any of those movies, but... Yeah. Scores just aren't what they used to be. You know what I mean? Like, you can... Yeah. They used to be distinctive. You know Indy from Back to the Future from the 89 Batman. You know what I mean? Character motifs sprinkled in there. Yeah. You know? I, I, I miss... I miss the score. I miss that. There's gotta be enough... There's gotta be more of that now. Yeah. Uh, best original song, All the Stars, Black Panther, I'll Fight, RBG, The Place the Lost Things Go, Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow, A Star is Born, and When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Huh. Uh, of those, I, I saw Black Panther, but I couldn't tell you the song, and I saw The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was excellent, but again, I, I couldn't tell you that song. The so. song, yeah. I'm, who I don't know, uh... It's it's tough to say because I, I know a Star is Born got uh, got a lot of positive vibes off it because of like the, and of course it's a music you know it's very music sure. based so I could see them winning for that song mm-hmm. um, but I gotta say um, kind of going to back to your Black Panther thing like yeah it, it's definitely you know it's definitely a good film and and you know I, I don't know if it merits best picture. Um, but the song that they had, it was, um, all the stars. I think that, yeah, it's by, yeah, um, yeah. SZA, I think is her name. Uh-huh. Uh, and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I freaking love that song, dude. Anytime it's on the radio, I stop and listen to it and it, and it always reminds me of that film. So it, like it did its job as far as like right on setting up like, okay, this reminds me of black Panther. It has that specific vibe. And of course the production on it, um, you know, they did a lot of, um, they, you know, had a lot of, like, African-based, you know, percussion and drums in it. So it definitely, like, you know, put the culture in, in the in the uh, the composing and the song. So, I don't know. Those are just kind of, like, the two ones that really stick out to me. Because, I mean, I only know those two. Yeah. But I, I haven't seen Star is Born either. But I just know that those, like, the popularity of Black Panther and I think that song. And, and maybe A Star is Born just has a lot of, you know, with you know, um, Bradley Cooper and of course, um, Lady Gaga, you know, that musical combo. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of interesting. It is. Um, sound editing, Black editing. Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. 
Hmm. Also, that's kind of big. Netflix. It's their first Best Picture nom. Yeah, Roma, right? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I haven't checked out Roma. I haven't either. Um, <laughs> kind of crazy, but a quiet place. Might be my contender because I, of, I would think that I haven't even seen it, but just based on the premise, I yeah. Would think that I mean, I I know I, I don't know if sound editing go, falls under the sound design aspect of it, but um, I mean, there's a man that's kind of tough because it's like there's less I, there's like ambience and less sound happening in the movie, but that could also be quite a lot to edit in post as far as like creating that kind of uh ambiance and and kind of environment in the movie so yeah I could, I could see that being a crazy challenge too um so i don't know i would say a quiet place because i uh i mean the the sound is kind of like what made the movie and um i'm sure like the editing and just the kind of meticulous nature of the movie i, I yeah i think they would that's kind of my contender for that one Right on. Um, so they have sound. They don't have sound design Oscar, but they have okay. sound editing and sound mixing. And for sound mixing, uh, it's a lot of the first or the same ones: uh, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star Is Born. Oh man, mixing is always a tough one because it's like, I mean, uh, some. I always feel like if you you have to experience the movie in the theater to really get the mixing. Like balance. Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunk like Dunkirk, dude. They, like they just they won right for Dunkirk right I think I believe yeah 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 but I mean that bullet ricochet where the when they're in the uh, the, the ship it yeah yeah dude um, yeah you know everyone in the in the theater turned their heads and I watched it again at home and it, it doesn't have the same it has impact yeah no so that's a that's always and that that that's a tough thing too is is the you know with especially with like. Yeah, music mixing, like you're trying to find a way to mix for, uh, to translate it from a big theater to like a small, you know, home theater. So, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's a very important part of it too, I think. Um, for, for that category though, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always, again, tough to tell. I would probably give, uh, I don't know if what Quiet Place was in that one. Um, I don't know if it was. No. See, I would, I would probably go... I would probably go mixing for a quiet place versus the sound editing because uh, the way they treated the, the balance of sound and, and the kind of soundscapes happening in that film, even though you're, it was supposed to be an environment where you're totally silent, you know, it's just like, I think they did that very well. Um, man, sound mixing. I, mean, I might just give it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Cause like right on. You, you can't, you can't screw, screw around with a uh, queen songs and, you know, and and that's the thing too. They they uh, after seeing that film, you, you know, with all those like live scenes and everything, I, I love that when they do like the live shots of them playing and because um, it feels like you're in the club with them or at Live Aid or whatnot. So they did a good yeah. job of like capturing that kind of you know sound to make it feel like you're there. Um, so that's that's all I can say about that. Very nice. Uh, any <laughs> others you're kind of interested in in uh, hearing the noms for? I don't know, man. Um, shoot, I don't know. Well, how about you, dude? What are, are you? There's a couple that you're. I'm, I'm really stoked that uh, you know. I think he's probably a terrible person, and he's definitely outwardly a disgusting human being. But Paul Schrader, I'm excited that he uh, is nominated for best original screenplay for First Reformed. I, I mean, it was basically oh, okay. Taxi Driver with a Priest, but I loved it, and. Um, 
I'm very excited that he was he's nominated for that. I'm excited that the favorite got nominated. I thought that was a very well written, wonderful piece of movie. I enjoyed um, that film, man. I really into, loved it. Went into it not even knowing what the film was about. <laughs> uh, both um, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are nominated for best supporting uh, actress, and I always Coleman. Um, Olivia Coleman is nominated for uh, best actress in leading role. The the, the actual queen, queen uh, in the yeah. movie. So oh, I'm, I'm excited. I think they all are very deserving. Um, man, yeah. that's that's tough. So like Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, they're going against each other. They're going against each other, just like in the oh, movie. Just like um, in the movie. Oh. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, man, that's a that's a tough. I don't even know how that's going to go down. Yeah, I'm very curious. Um, but yeah, and you know, I don't know. I'm kind of stoked to see Adam Driver get nominated for a best actor in supporting role. Although I think it's kind of uncomfortable that John David Washington didn't. And, um, I think it'll be kind of weird if, if Adam driver wins for, even though his character wasn't racist, his character had to pretend to be racist and to it's be like, racist, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it has me feeling a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, I try to catch the Oscars when, when I can, uh, I, you know, sometimes I just watch the, like the highlights or whatnot, but um, yeah, I'm excited. And, you know, it still encourages me to go see these movies. I still have to see Black Klansman. You recommend really it a good. bunch of times to me. So, um, I'm going to hopefully sit down and watch that before the Oscars. Nice. And, um, I'm kind of curious to see First Man. Um, yeah. Because I've seen the last Damien, Sh- I saw, La La Land. La La Land. And then I really, Whiplash. I really liked, um, Whiplash. I really liked that. I still got to see that one. You would actually, um, what's his name? Uh, I hate Miles Teller, but I love J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, dude, makes the whole movie. Yeah. In fact, he Man. spends most of the movie yelling at God, that Miles does Teller. sound <laughs> great. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. It's, it's cool. I, I, I enjoyed it more than uh, La La, La, La Land. Land. Yeah. La La Land is so, it's such a weird movie. Like, it, it's, it's very musical heavy the first 25 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and then yeah. it just stops being a musical, and then you're you know the movie's kind of like all right you know this is a very standard story but then and spoilers I guess the movie's been out for what two years now so fuck you if yeah. you haven't seen it um, she goes you know with a uh, guy Guy Patterson Guy Patterson her now husband from- you know to a Seb's <laughs> nightclub or whatever and he plays the song and the movie replays their relationship recontextualized if they hadn't made these kind of mistakes Decisions. at certain yeah. points and. I was watching it and it got like <coughs> the movie up to that point hadn't really impressed me. Maybe some of the color palette, this or that Ryan Gosling singing definitely didn't impress me, but, um, I, I was getting choked up and I was like fighting back tears as they're going back through the relationship and you're seeing all the things that could have been. I and, could, um, yeah. I it's think very bittersweet, right? Like the very ending. bittersweet, ultimately yeah. very effective, I think. Although, but I, I, I don't think it needed two plus hours to get to that point. To that point. Yeah. You know, I feel you, dude. Um, I also don't like the myth of the the white jazz musician trying to save jazz from, you know, from John Legend. Like, no, dude. (laughs) Oh, man. Actually, you would like Whiplash. I think you would enjoy it. I I got to check it out. It's actually kind of freaking crazy. It's like like a musician being, like, he's pushing himself way too far, I would say. Right on. It's like. I really fucking despise Miles Teller, man. Yeah, I'm being I mean, very you, candid. You right hate now. him even more in this movie, actually. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, no, if, it's it, an if, it's, if it comes to fuel my my anger and my 
curmudgeon-y. I'm all yeah. about it. Yeah, he's he's actually a pretty he's an asshole in this movie. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check that out then. But J.K. Simmons is a bigger asshole. Bigger asshole, but I think he has a bigger heart. Ooh, I would say. God, I love Miles that. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, Damon Chazelle uh, is only like 31, 32. Like, fuck him, man. <laughs> I know, dude. He's got you know? yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. He's, and yeah. Good for yeah. him, but fuck him, man. Um, <laughs> you know what um, I mean? Yeah. Um, but all right, so that's you know, twenty nineteen Oscars. Um, it's a big deal because we make it a big deal, but uh, they're just. Here's what you need to know about the Oscars, right? You know why they were created? Why? Louis B. Mayer, there's a famous quote from him. How do you get actors to do whatever you want them to do? You give them a medal. Ooh, dang. So there you go. Don't forget that. Um, All right, shall we get to some lists, Shawnee? Let's do it. Let's do it. Would you like to go first? Would you like I to go first? Um... How about you go first, Joe? Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I was uh, home this weekend, and uh, I was chilling on the couch with my mom and dad, and Jackass the movie yep. comes on, and um, we reminisce about how, uh, you know, they were fans of the show. I remember we were all at the Meninas the very first night it aired, and um, just have never laughed like that um, so hard. And so they were big fans of the TV show, so they took me... I believe they took Andrew and my brother Matt, and I think it was Nate Reloto, maybe. They sat apart from us in theater, but this is opening night. We go and see Jackass. Oh man! Um, and it that if you re- revisit that movie, it is raunchy. Um, so it is, dude. It yeah. really is. So we're laughing about that, and um, I was kind of drunk, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it would be good to do like a top five favorite, you know, Jackass cast members." And my yeah. mom goes, you should do jackass moments. And I'm like, I don't like the idea of moments because, like, what defines a moment? You know, is that a scene? Is that just a particular, oh, you know, yeah. a, a moment inside of the scene? You know, like, what what defines a moment? So, But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, no, she was right. Um, so I'm calling this top five jackass stunts. What are our favorite stunts. kind of, I guess, you know, uh, segments yeah. or, or what segments. have you? Um so, Shawnee, what are your top five favorite jackass stunts? Oh, man. So, I uh, I probably ha- would have, like, more than a top 20 list on this one. It would be easy, yeah. It'd be, there's so many of them. And funny enough, like, they titled their, their like, segments yep. by, like, the actual... Yeah, they have a title for each of these segments, so it, like, worked perfectly. It was like each um, one was its own little short film or something. You know, it was... Jackass is it way was, more artsy than people give it credit for. Oh, yeah. I, and I feel like way ahead of the game when they started, like, oh, as yeah. far as that, delivering that kind of content. Although um, CKY. CKY, dude. Oh, man. Man. That's some throwback right there. Um, wow. Okay, so I got it. Okay, so uh, obviously I wrote more than five on here. <laughs> so to dwindle it down. I okay, so you. I'm going to go. Hmm, oh, shit. There's so many, dude. Okay, so I'm going to go, oh, fuck, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go number five, uh, this one's titled Mousetraps. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty much, they packed like a whole like tiny room full of just hundreds of mousetraps, live mousetraps, by the way, and um, 
I'm trying to remember if it was like one of the guys, if it was one it, person, it was, was it multiple um, guys? Oh, is his name McGee? Um, oh, so what? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It was, if it was that one guy. guy. I'm gonna look it up. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna find it. You keep. Oh my god! Right, pretty much the the dude has to just like walk across or just try to get to across the room, and it doesn't. Even, it is. I mean, he can try to avoid the mouse traps, but the whole point is for him to just pretty much get through the pain and get to the cross the. It has many mouse traps on his body, pretty much as possible. But I mean, you just think of like. I mean, you think of like old movies, or you know, when you're a kid, you see like you know the ma- when you f- find out about mouse traps and like oh you know like. You know, in the cartoons, like the person puts their hand in, like, like, you know, and they get like a sore thumb or something like that. But no, those things really hurt. So <laughs> they jackass the jackass crew took it to a whole nother level and just like filled the whole room with them. Aaron McGahey. Yes, and I can picture his head right now, yep. or his face right now. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the stunt. Um, nothing much to it. Just uh, I think the dude ended up like rolling around in him too, which is. What yeah. usually the jackass guys do is they kind of take the stunt to another level and the pain to another level. Yeah. So <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, mouse traps is, uh, my number five. Right on. Okay. So this is going to get tougher as I keep going down. Okay. So, all right. So I got number four. I got the burglars. Burglars is um, very good. That's a good one too. Uh, Pretty much, I think it's Bam and... Um, it's Knoxville. Knoxville. They stage this, like... They pretty much stage a robbery, but it, it's them, like, breaking out of the robbery. So, I, apparently... I don't the, feel like the air vents, right? Yeah. So, it's like this office building is next to this bank, and um, pretty much Knoxville and Bam just, like, fall out of the roof, you know, thinking they fall out of the vent. And these, you know... In front of, they're obviously in front of these, you know, these employees who are working at this office, and they're just all freaking out. I remember like one of the dudes, um, like once once they fall through the roof, the dude like runs out the freaking yes. room, and he's just like immediately, and it's just like holy shit! Like what if this really, ha- you know, what if this happened, man? I would be freaking out. <laughs> like, but it's just it's so funny, and, and to think like Jackass would go that far as far as like, yo, we're gonna like fake a bank bank robbery. Or, like, make it seem like we robbed a bank. And, like, or, you know, yeah, we're robbers in this place or whatever. So I remember <laughs> I when mean, they fall, Knoxville slaps uh, Bam Margera and goes, you fuck the diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> get the diamonds, get the diamonds. Oh, they, they totally sold it. But I love that because they, they still play, like, kind of, like, grab ass with each other in yeah. a way. So. Um, so that's my number four. That's a good one. Uh, man, I've got number three. Dude, classic party boy. Um, uh, Chris Pontius, right? Yeah. In the streets of Japan. Uh, party boy, man. If you guys haven't seen the party boy, where have you been? Um, Chris Pontius just uh, in a track shoot, just pulls up a little, uh, I think it's like a, like a, why am I, oh man, I feel like this is like so old now. Uh, a boom box. I think he pulls out yeah. a boom box. Why? Wow, I had to think about that for a second. Um, pulls out a boombox and he goes, he starts talking to whoever he's interacting with. And I think in Japan, he's in this, like, he's in a bunch of places. He's in like an electronic store. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And then he just like, he's like, you, you ready to party? (laughs) And he turns on the music, (laughs) rips off the track. He put, it's the, like the track clothes where the butt, the button up, the pull ways from 
the pullaways, uh, usually like the basketball athletes wear or whatnot. Um, yeah. So he just like rips his pants off and he's got like nothing but like a thong on or something. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty much dressed like a chip and Dale dancer. He's got the cuffs chip and, and the bow tie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just starts dancing just like dancing and going pretty hard at it too. Yeah. In front of whoever his victim is. Uh, with the biggest grin on his face. And, Those dudes have um, been banned in these countries. Like, Yeah, because of that shit, dude. Yeah. It's it's pretty in- insane. Um, and I got to say, it is one of the funniest, like, jackass stunts I've seen. And in in, every time I watch it, it's just, it gives me so much joy and laughter <laughs> every time I see it. Because this is like, dude, these, this is what jackass is about. It's just cracking fun and doing the most obscene stuff in public. Um, a, a kind of a core, like, stunt for jackass, I feel. For sure. Hell so, yeah. um, party boy at, what was that? Three, right? Yes. Party boy at three. Um, man, there's so many good ones, dude. So uh, my one and two might, uh, I'm, I'm not going to undersell it cause there's pretty good stunts too. Um, I'm gonna go number two, uh, rent a car demolition derby. Hell yes. Uh, we're I think Knoxville rents a car <laughs> and he pretty much takes it to a demolition derby, fucking destroys the car, rams into a bunch of other cars. It is pretty much undrivable by the time it's done with this demolition derby. And He's then he brings it deci- in there. Yeah, it's a blow up doll in it. And the best part is there's a second part to it because he brings the car back to the freaking rental spot, dude. And it's, oh my God, it's so good. Because yeah, it's like, you want the drink. I think, <laughs> dude, I love it. I love it because you know he tries to make up some stuff or some stories behind it, and well, I it's brought just it so back great. with a full tank of gas. <laughs> I brought it back, dude. I just love it because he's trying to play cool the whole time, man. And the dude who so, you know rent rented the car to him is like freaking out. He's like, "What the what the hell did you do to this car, man?" So great. Um. So yeah, demolition derby. And then he takes off and he grabs two. the blow up doll and he runs away. He does. <laughs> he's like, I'll take this. It doesn't say like, I'll take this anywhere or something. Like, he's kind of yeah, like pissed or whatever. He goes, uh, one way or another, we're going to have to, or someone's going to have to pay for that car. And he walks out. <laughs> like, yeah, with the doll, right? <laughs> oh, oh, man. So good. Such a good topic, dude, because I'm having so much. I just, oh, there was just so much laugh. I had to look up these videos, actually. Yeah. Um, again. And, um, I just was laughing so hard <laughs> just watching all these. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, rent a car, demo, uh, rent a car, demolition derby, two. And then for number one, I'm trying to remember which jackass movie this was from. It's the toy car. Um, X ray. <laughs> X ray toy car, that's, dude. That's the finale of the, of the first movie. <laughs> of the first movie, man. Um,. Man, what can I say? Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it Bam Margera is the, the one? It's who gets Ryan his? Dunn. Oh, it's Ryan Dunn. It was going to be Steve-O, and then he chickens out, and Ryan Dunn does Dude. it. R.I.P. Ryan Dunn, by the way. For real. That was so um, sad. This is probably one of his best stunts, uh, i got to say, on Jackass. Um, they pretty much take a toy car. Yep. Uh, they shove it in a condom. They lube it up, and they <laughs> shove the car in the condom up Ryan Dunn's ass. <laughs> and then, of course, the two-parter for that is they take him to get an x-ray. And, of course, they have they, – the doctor is like, you got a fucking car shoved in your ass, dude. I saw this and movie with my out, parents. <laughs> <laughs> and they, pr- they print out the x-ray. It's like the perfect evidence. And you could totally see the car shoved in his butt. 
Uh, it is the most classic, like, jackass moment. And, of course, everyone... That's when, that's when you know when it's a good stunt, when everyone in the jackass crew is just laughing hysterically yeah. at this whole stunt. Because, you know, of course, who, who'd be... Who'd be up for like volunteering for this stunt? By the way, you know what I mean. Like, I feel like, I feel like they have to go through this like trial and and just like tribulations for for like finding who's gonna be the victim for the stunt. Um, you know, I know Knoxville and like some of the you know like Knoxville and Bam took most of the heat for the earlier kind of stuff, um, and then of course some of the earlier um, Jackass crew. But it's crazy, man. Like, oh man, I. I I just remember that that scene and like it was the finale of the movie, dude. Yeah. Like it was leading all up to this. And, and then during the credits, he poops it out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's gross. You see it's very the, gross. The poopy condom. <laughs> <laughs> the blue car. <laughs> so th- those are my jackass stunts, dude. Those are very um, good ones, man. There are so many though, man. I- I'm just thinking of like a crap ton of really, especially from their TV, sh- like their earlier. Yeah. TV show days, um, which they tried everything in that. Actually, oh man, I I left off one that I really wanted to put on there. What what is it? You might have it on here though. So, all right, tell, okay, tell it if, if I don't if I don't say it. Okay. Um, so for 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 me, uh, number five, I hate this one, but it's so effective. Like it's I don't I don't have to turn away from a lot of things. I kind of have to turn away for this paper cuts. Oh, no, dude. And oh, they, they dude. do the webbing in between their fingers and their toes oh, and their tongue. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Um, <clears throat> and and the, the anticipation's like the, the worst, right? Because you're, you're waiting for them to do yeah. the paper cut. Too. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's brutal. It is fucking brutal. Um, it'll make you squirm for sure. Um, number four, <coughs> golf course air horn. Um, that was the Which, one I was like thinking of. Yeah. Cause it's totally <laughs> something we would have done as kids. Right. Cause we had the golf yeah. course behind the house, um, where I grew up and, uh, they, they're in camouflage hiding in a tree. And every time a golfer goes to take a swing, <laughs> air horn, it's, and the guy throws his clubs. He starts trying to shoot his balls at them. Uh, it is That's the best part. The guy gets like even more, ang- like he gets so, just so angry. It just fuels like their the comedy, and, and they're and, laughing even more. Like Knoxville's <laughs> Knoxville's gleeful giggle in that is is one of the best sounds on the planet. Uh, it's so good. Um, yeah, number three, uh, we shared this one: the rent a car derby. Uh, so good. Um, number two, I can't pick just one, uh, but anytime Bam Margera fucks with his mom and dad. Is oh, is man. a good time in the movie? You know they brought the, the <coughs> alligator into the house. Oh, dude, the um, alligator! Remember that? That one. was good. Um, they did a one where um, Phil gets up in the morning and gets in his van, and fucking fireworks go off as he's <laughs> inside the van as he's trying to like pull oh, out man. of the driveway. <coughs> God damn it, Bam! Um, <coughs> he's he's done so much shit to Phil, like running into the bathroom and just slapping him while Phil is naked on the toilet, you know, like, um, the Margeras seem like really nice people, not Bam, but Phil and April. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like um, nice, just, you know, down to earth. Chill peeps. Yeah. That's our kid. <coughs> um, in number one, the, the very first, uh, segment or what have you 
of the TV show. It opened with self-defense, and it's Knoxville getting pepper sprayed, shot with a stun gun, and shot with a taser. (laughs) And at one point, he he holds the American flag and, like, marches, and the guy hits him with a taser, (laughs) and he just fucking drops, dude. Um, Oh, my gosh. And that's, I mean, it it may not be the best one or whatever, but it's my favorite because I'll never forget the night it aired and seeing it and just being like, this is a whole new fucking world of comedy. And, um, you know, I really kind of, you think back to our, uh, you know, eighth grade kind of, it was the Mark, Tom and Travis show and Jackass were informing our humor like nothing else. Um, for better or fucking worse, dude. For worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Jackass stunts. Um, dude. I'm gonna have to rewatch like the first the movie. I've never and seen actually, the second one. <clears throat> man, Didn't that's care the thing. For the it's third. like, yeah, the 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 set of movies. Like that's why I miss the show more 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 so because of just like the kind of weekly, yeah, um, episodic kind of feel for it. I always felt like Jackass still fits very well as that instead of a movie. Yeah, but um, of course they had to up up the ante on all those stunts on the movie so <laughs> um but dude i haven't laughed that hard and it's and it's quite a while I'm, and unfortunately i'm sick so i apologize if i've been coughing a bunch god but, um <clears throat> it's cool man. um some honorable mentions i guess that i didn't uh so i had the yeah, the golf course one and then um toro totter toro totter. I, I forgot it's the one it's like that little um what do you call it the seesaw like a four sided seesaw and it's at a it's at a rodeo derby <laughs> um and so the whole thing is they they let the like the bull out and oh, they God. have to like teeter-totter and like pretty much kick themselves up <laughs> on these like seesaws so they don't get hit by the freaking bull and there's four of them this so one. dude you have to look it up oh man so there's since there's four that means one guy <laughs> is going to be up and one guy is going to be down so yeah you can you can already tell where that goes <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think that was in one of the movies. It might've been on the second, it might actually might've been in the second. Okay. Yeah. Um, jackass, but the porta potty hilarious dude. The, Oh my God. There's so many dude. He, he sits in the porta potty, like a full, full fucking porta potty. And then they get what, like a, not a crane, but kind of, you know, like a garbage truck thing and turns it upside down with (laughs) him in it. Oh, Oh my God. Nah. Nah, nah, fam. Nah, dude. Nah, um, fam. Yeah. <coughs> dude, jackass, Jackass. Um, maybe we'll do our favorite jackass cast members some other oh, time. That could be fun. Because there were so many. Good one. Oh, so many. Yes. Shawnee. Oh, man. You got a top five for me tonight, my friend? Yeah, dude. Um, switching to... I've been watching a lot of British television as of late. Very and good. Getting in touch with I your know. roots. Yeah, yeah, dude. And I, I know we got a lot of BBC America stuff, and um, it's kind of cool with like some of the uh, streaming services like Netflix or whatnot. Um, we do get some of the kind of British uh, content on there, so that's really cool. Um, so, Joey, what are your top five British television shows of all time? And they can range from the first time you saw British TV to the to what we have on Netflix and Hulu now. Naked Dating, no. Um, although. <laughs> When I was in London, <laughs> that was, and that I was, was the, the only one awake, I was like, oh, man, this is great. Um, I'm going to go number five, Sally Forever. It's a new show on HBO. Have you seen it? 
No. Ooh, cool. New show. Um, okay. It is cringe comedy. Like, I oh, haven't been able to okay. watch the last couple episodes because the others just made me feel <laughs> so fucking uncomfortable. It's it's Ugh. it's good. Um, okay. Okay. I is it is it set like in a certain time period or is it like present uh, day? Present day. Yeah. It's. Uh, let me look her up because uh, I think she's the writer of every, of it as well. Um, written, directed, and starring Julia Davis, creator of Camping, the original oh, okay. British Camping. Um, yeah. Okay. But it's she's amazing in it. She's really funny. It's it's a good. Yeah, you'd like it. Um. Sick. I'll check it out, dude. Yeah. I'm always I'm always down for new HBO shows. They always push out like really good shows. So. Right on. Uh, number four, Planet Earth. Oh man, why did I miss that Richard one? Richard Attenborough, BBC, BBC right? Yeah, it was BBC. Yeah, um, whenever I had to sub a science class when I was working at the high school, it was just all right, kids, we're watching Planet Earth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good, it's a good go-to, man. You learn yeah. a lot of stuff. You know, it's science. Learning about nature and biology, and now, um, <laughs> and Richard Richard Attenborough's voice is just so soothing, and you know, even when like an antelope is just getting eaten, like your favorite antelope out of all the antelopes you've seen, you know, and it gets eaten by a jaguar or whatever, he makes it sound so elegant and respectful and peaceful. Uh, um, peaceful. So yeah, it, it. and it's just gorgeous to look at. It's just. Yeah, you know the, when the polar bear, <clears throat> the polar bear, comes out of its hibernation hole and it slides down the snowy side, either to wash its fur or maybe for pure joy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> pure joy. Yes. Uh, number three, originally now a Netflix show, originally a British show, uh, Black Mirror. Um, oh damn, I missed that one too. Fuck, Black Mirror, ones, like. Dude, oh my god, I'm missing. Holy shit. Fuck. There's probably a bunch I'm missing. You know too, what? I'll there's... I'll I'll save it to, in case you have it. I I won't. I've already made my list. I won't. But I Ooh, damn okay. it. I Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Okay. <clears throat> um so Black Mirror. Number 2, Ricky Gervais, The Office. The Office. Um you know, and what I really like about British television is it's not this kind of ever expanding thing. Um, you know, they, they do, you know, they don't call them seasons. They call them series, series one, series two, series three, two. You yeah. Know, with, yeah. with the exception of something like, um, doctor who, like usually it's only like two or three series and then they tell a complete story and they get out before people are being like, can you get off the stage please? Uh, which yeah. I feel like probably happened with the American version of the office. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. Like people are like, oh, there's not more more episodes of this. It's like, well, you know, they do it for as long as the quality is retained. You know, which is I respect yeah. that. Respect, yeah. Um, respect. But speaking of a show that's coming back, which maybe doesn't need to. Uh, number one, Luther, starring my Ooh. boy Idris Elba. Um, Idris what I like Elba, to do dude. when I watch Luther is, and I do this with a lot of stuff, I like to pretend that I'm watching a Batman story. So Idris ah. Elba, for a long time I've said I think Idris Elba should play Batman. Um, and what, oh my God, what's her name? Um, Claire, uh, I believe it's, it's Claire. Um, his kind of arch nemesis is the chick from The Affair. Um, oh, oh my okay. God, what is her name? She's amazing. Um, have it for you in Two Shakes of a Lamb's Tail. Ruth Wilson. 
Um, Ruth Wilson is amazing, but she's basically his Joker. Um, oh, wow. But okay. also kind of his Catwoman. It's it's fucking right. But he's basically just a detective who has anger issues. And um, the first, the first like, scene or the opening, you know, uh, bit that sets up Luther is just wild, dude. Um, so have you ever seen it? I don't, you know, I don't think I've seen a oh full episode of it. Yeah. Watch just I gotta the first watch 20 minutes of the first episode and you'd be like blown away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll Luther is my favorite because I like to pretend that it's Batman. It's British plain Batman. clothes Batman. <laughs> so there you go. Shawnee, I'm very curious to, uh, to hear what are your top five favorite British TV oh, man. shows. Uh, let's see here. So I've got, uh, so I've got number five, a show called Misfits, which I was, I found it on Hulu, um, when it was airing or I guess when, yeah, it came over here, I guess. Um, it's pretty cool. It's like a little, um, it's about these, like pretty much like these kids in, in uh, juvenile, like, I guess like, um, what's a, what's a word I'm looking for? Not ju- juvenile. Uh, juvie? Juvenile. Juvie, ju- juvie, but it's like they're doing like, um, they're doing like service, uh, community service mm. work to, to kind of stop, you know, to kind of help their, with their time or whatever. Um, so it's a bunch of these kids and like, yeah, they uh, are just all like, just all troublemakers. And then this huge storm happens and then they get knocked back by this lightning and they all get powers. And so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a raunchy, um, like more adult, like superhero show. Oh, that's cool. Um, kind of like X Men cool. meets Power Rangers or something. <laughs> Kinda. I, I mean, and I don't. I don't like, mean that as a slight. I, you know what I mean? It just, no, no, it no. It's just. No, no. It's. I'm trying to think. Like it's kind of like it reminded me of like. Um, well, the like I don't know if you've seen Skins, like that British television show. No, Skins. but I know what you're talking about. It's like you know, it's like young adult, like that kind of um, you know age range, obviously. So. Yeah, so like you know, these kids are they're all you know partying and having fun and whatnot. But of course, they're given these random abilities, so they have to all figure it out. But they're all just kind of funny because this you know, it's just like you know, if you got this powers, like I would be freaking out, you know. So um, I don't know. It's just a really funny show. There's a the cast is very uh, interesting and unique. And actually, throughout the series, they have different kids going through the um, going through the. Uh, um, the community service center. So like the community service center is like where most of them kind of congregate. And that's how they all, you know, they obviously they have the secret with each other as far as they all have powers. Cause they got them in that, you know, within that, that vicinity. And then you find out, Oh, there's more people who've gotten like abilities from that storm. Um, but it is kind of wacky. Like if, if you watch like skins or something like that, it's kind of has that kind of humor. It's a little more mature and, and, um, more raunchy, I would say. So, um, right but yeah, I like it. It's definitely like a different, especially with a lot of the superhero shows that are coming out now. It was definitely a lot, a lot more unique and different from like what we see now on television with like, you know, it's definitely no CW show like arrow or anything like that. So, um, I think that's why I kind of gravitated towards it. Like, you know, we've seen a lot of superhero stuff and like, you know, I'm, I'm only so, you know, I only have so much, um, attention for like superhero shows yeah. these days. So um, Misfits was always like one I like to go to. Right on. So Misfits at number five. I got to check it out. Uh, Man, here we go. Number. Fuck. 
Okay, number four, I've got The Office. Right on. Slash slash The Extras, because I, I feel like... Um, it's Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Those are his two like big shows. Um, and um, for all you U.S. listeners out there, uh, <laughs> The Office, this is actually the OG original Office. And actually, Ricky Gervais, I think, also helped um, write some of the, like, you know, help produce and yeah. write some of the first couple American office episodes. Well, the, the pilot is the British pilot. It, yeah. It's, it's the exact, same script. Like, same script. Yeah. Um, so it is crazy how, how it, it evolved from, you know, with the, the United, uh, with the American audience. And now we have like, you know, the, uh, the American office, but, uh, I mean, Ricky Gervais is hilarious. He's so funny. Um, he plays like the perfect awkward boss and you know, I, I hate to compare like Steve Carell. He was, he was great in, yeah, in yeah. the original office uh, or the, the, the American office. Um, Ricky Gervais is David Brent um, as the boss. I, I don't know. It's like some, some other level too. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I liked about it too. It was, they were definitely different. Like it was just like different levels of comedy and, um, yeah, I freaking love Ricky Gervais. He's a really funny dude. His stand-up's really funny, too. Yeah. Definitely got to check, uh, check his stand-up. He pisses everybody um, off. Dude. Everyone. <laughs> and he has some pretty funny yeah. bits in there. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's number four? Yes. I've got, um, man, I've got number three, Doctor Who. No. Um, this one's been running for quite a long time, and I'm actually a... I wouldn't say a newcomer, but yeah, I was introduced to the to the franchise like maybe three years ago, maybe maybe a little bit more than that now. But um, I'm yeah, I, I kind of came on board a little bit later, um, starting with uh, I can't remember what series, but it was the uh, Matt Smith who played okay, yeah, um, Doctor Who, the younger kind of younger um, Doctor Who, and I don't know, it's a really cool show. It's about time travel and saving people and um this time traveler who has this tiny little box but it's big inside and he takes companions on these like crazy trips to try to save cracks in time but you also learn about like this dude who's like super he's a, a lonely guy he's the last of his species it's super crazy there's just a lot of stuff and a lot of like lore behind it too nice um but it, it is amazing like to for a show to keep going and and to find ways to um Practically, like I wouldn't say reinvent the the doctor, but I mean to keep the doctor's spirit alive um, through different people playing him. Um, you know, we have a female doctor right now. I haven't actually I haven't checked out the new newest series, but you fucking misogynist bastard. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm what I do is I, I wait till it all airs. Ah, uh, uh, okay, sure. But yeah. uh, that's that's a very um, quick cover, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I'm really, I'm actually really excited to check out the the newest series, um, and that's what's cool, man. There's different people, have, like there's been young people that played Doctor Who, there's been older people, and the crazy thing is he goes through this th- regeneration phase in the show. So the whole actor changing is like is uh, like written into canon. it, canon, or yeah, it's like written into it. Yeah, that's cool. So it it makes sense that they do that. It's 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 kind of like a a little bit different from like James Bond. Like yeah. we know they're going to change the actor and we know it's the same guy, but like, of course, like they change the actor, like, but like in the show, it's like legit, like the person actually changes. Um, that is show. cool. So that is really cool. Yeah. 
So Doctor Who at number three, right? Three? Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to go number two. This is a show that I just watched this last week. And it has become one of my favorite shows. Ooh. Um, favorite British shows, actually. And I've never laughed so hard in quite a long time. So um, it's a show called People Just Do Nothing. Um, it's about a pirate radio station called Corrupt FM. Um, and they play garage music. And uh, it's just pretty much about this crew of... Uh, Hooligans, pretty much, nice. um, trying to, pretty much spreading their um, their uh, their corrupt FM uh, <laughs> kind of vibes around, and it, it plays very much like um, kind of similar to The Office. It's kind of like that documentary style. So they they have a camera crew following them, right on. So they're always they're always kind of talking to the the, the crew. Um, so it's it's kind of it's it's really funny, dude. Um, I, I, it's, I'll probably talk about it a little bit more in the, um, in our share time. Cause it's, it's part of my share time. Oh, right on. But, um, yeah, it, I've never laughed so hard and I have yet to finish the whole series, but it, what's great is the, the episodes are like 20, 25 minutes and Perfect. they only have, I think like five or six episodes per series or per season. So I love that. Um, it was really easy to get through. Um, not saying it was like quite a challenge. I mean, I enjoyed every moment of it. So, um, corrupt F or, uh, people just do nothing at number two and number one, I've got Sherlock. That's the one I forgot. <laughs> oh man. Um, man, dude, Martin, uh, freaking Martin Freeman, uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, a modern telling of, of Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Yeah. It, it's such a great it's show so and series. There, and the just the uh, complexity of the characters, even even uh, Sherlock himself having a cigarette addiction and all these other things, and the way he thinks, and the and the, actually the way they visualize everything and how he's thinking, and they put all the text in and all these different things that are happening around him, um, and and you really get kind of inside Sherlock's head in some way or form, and um, of course we have you know Doctor Watson and and his kind of character and how he kind of gets into Sherlock's world. And, um, and just like different kind of tellings of like the traditional Sherlock Holmes stories. Um, it's really good, man. I, it is I, really I good. St- still stand by, you know, watching it and, and recommend it to anyone. And, um, it, it's, I, I feel like Sherlock, like Benedict Cumberbatch and, and Martin Freeman, they are like, they, they, when I think of Sherlock and Watson, I think of those two Same, actors. Yeah. Um, and then there's, I mean, there's tons of great characters. I mean, there's... I think the season two finale is the greatest season finale of any TV show. Dude. Oh, man. You're told. You're, you're right, man. You the nailed all the back Falls. Dude. Oh, man. Man. And there's, uh, Mike, uh, I can't, Mycroft and, um... Yeah. Mariarty. Mariarty and, oh, man, there's just so many characters in the show. Um, oh, um, the lady. All- What's her name? Oh, that's she's right. my favorite. I mean, it's basically his Catwoman, Lady Adler. Lady Adler, um, yeah. Oh my God! And the actress she plays is just phenomenal. She's great. Um, yeah, I can't recommend a, a show enough, right? Like, yeah, Sherlock is definitely the show. So. Third season is still good. It gets like very comedic. 
Like it gets, yeah. I mean, which it, it's like you don't mind spending time with these characters. So if they're being funny, it's it's cool. Like <laughs> I think season two had the best balance out of all the seasons. Um, yeah, I haven't finished the last one. But. I I don't think I did either. I know, and they had like some of those movie like specials or something like that, right? Or they had like an hour long, they, or like they had the one know. with the uh, zombie bride like or something, or something bride. Um, yeah, it was good. It was very good, and it took place in <laughs> uh, in uh, uh, Victorian times. That's right. It was very cool. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen it, but I remember seeing the 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 trailer for that. So nice, dude. Sherlock, man. Sherlock, baby. Yeah, that's actually another show I might rewatch um, sometime soon. It's yeah, so. it's so good. It's so good. So British, British television. British television, Chad. Um, for for us Americans, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe the eye. Um, Don't believe the eye. <laughs> well, that's that's a good list, Shawnee. Um, it brings us to our weekly segment. Um, on the show, we do a weekly segment. Uh, sometimes we count down movies from the year of our birth, or sometimes we pick a discography like the Beatles. But we already did the Beatles, so right now we're on the Ramones, and um, we've gone through all of their albums so far. Uh, self-titled, uh, Leave Home, Rocket to Russia. Road to Ruin, End of the Century, followed by Pleasant Dreams, and now we're on the Ramones' seventh 1981 album, Subterranean Jungle. Um, Subterranean Jungle. Shawnee. Interesting title. (laughs) I have many thoughts on this album. Um, I want to hear your take first, though. Oh, man. It was... uh, It's kind of interesting to say this, because I know, like, you know, punk music and, and kind of that type of music... Uh, usually it doesn't have to be like perfect, but it felt very sloppy. Yeah. This record, um, especially with the, I think the first track was like, yeah, that track was, uh, I'm trying to remember which one it was, but I, the first two songs are cover songs. And then there's another cover, so- cover yeah, was, song later on at the album. Yeah. Those, yeah. The first cover song on the, the track, a little bit was, of soul or something like that. Yeah. It was, it was a little sloppy. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of a weird one, dude. Yeah. Um I I just I was curious. I looked up just kind of some of the songs and like the lyrics and just kind of what they were saying and um I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this one. It's definitely like definitely departs from the Phil Spector production on the last record. Mm-hmm. Um sorry not. Or and and the Sorry. Pleasant Dreams century. had some some poppy elements had, as well. Had some of those tones. Yeah, it, it it definitely strays away from the pop tones. And and I was actually reading that, uh, was it Johnny? Um, was it Johnny Ramone? Yeah. I think Johnny Ramone had like an, a more of an influence on this record. Yes. Um, as far as the decisions being made and the sound. So that's why it didn't have such a pop vocal heavy kind of, um, center to it. So, um, what's funny about maybe that's why if, Oh, I was say. Oh, I just. I, what's funny about that being uh, more Johnny's album is, you know, him and Joey famously didn't get along, and this I feel like Joey Ramone is has a very thank, thankless role on this album. Like uh, his yeah. his vocals are have so much goddamn reverb, and they're mixed so low. I feel like the guitars are definitely higher in the mix than his vocals, but. It might yeah. be all the instruments might be higher than his vocals. I had a very and tough actually, time. I, I got that him. feeling too. Yeah, like kind of drowning feeling on his vocals. Yeah, and it yeah. just kind of sounded tinny. It just didn't sound 
like it was benefiting him at all. Um, yeah. And it doesn't benefit so, the sound of the, of the record. I don't think. <coughs> um, yeah. So yeah, those are like things I noticed and it seems like you picked up on a couple of those too. Yeah. Um, did not care but, for this album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, like my number one will be outsider. Cause that's just another kind of Ramones single, uh, kind of song that I, I remember. And I think, uh, didn't green day cover that song on too? shenanigans. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's the, and actually, that's yeah. I remember Green Day. Maybe that's how I, I got. I led to the Ramones on this one um, from Green Day on that on listening to that song. But yeah, I've got Outsider. Um, man, I got okay. So number five, Time Bomb. Right on. Which is I think Dee Dee Ramone. Yeah, is that Dee Dee Ramone singing on it? Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, quite a heavy song i looked up the lyrics and there's a lot of stuff about killing moms and dads and <laughs> such shit like that so uh <clears throat> who knows what uh state of mind uh dd was in poor dd when he wrote the when he did this <laughs> um but yeah I, I don't know it was just kind of an interesting song and um you know it's interesting to hear like dd singing on some you know we usually hear uh joey on on most of the songs so um and it had that kind of, I would say, probably out of only maybe one or two of the songs, maybe two or three of the songs on the record, there was, it was like the only kind of like raw, like, you know, this is kind of like what they were trying to do. Yeah. As far as like the sound, I guess, but... Um, and never really fully... Yeah, fully got there. Yeah. So, uh, so Time Bomb at number five. Number four, I've got highest trails above um which i was trying to figure out i was looking at the lyrics and i was trying to figure out what it meant yeah um because it was talking about like going to disneyland and like it was kind of all over the place right i don't know if it was like a metaphor for something like as far as like um i was trying to read up on like some forums and stuff and people were saying like it could be a metaphor for death and like oh wow you know getting getting ready for death or like you know you're you're at the um or, you know, like you're at the pearly gates kind of stuff or, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're seeing all these things in front of you and whatnot, but I could be wrong. Uh, that's just uh, some people's interpretation of it. Um, that's cool. But it is, yeah, lyrically, it's definitely an interesting song. <laughs> yeah. I got to say. Um, so that's my number four. Number three, I've got um, Psychotherapy. Yeah. Which... Uh, Man, you know, I think we've said this before. Ramones definitely can, do, like, with this type of topic, the Ramones does very well. And I think that's why I gravitated towards it um, this time around because of that. So, um, so yeah, psychotherapy. I'm trying to remember the good, I'm trying to remember what it sounded like. Psychotherapy, psychotherapy. Yeah. Okay, so. I think that's why I picked this one it, again. I, you know, I tend to pick like songs that were very, very kind of true to like the Ramon sound and, you know, encapsulate kind of the earlier records. And I, I feel like this one out of this whole record kind of yeah. is that. So psychotherapy is three. Um, was that three? Sorry. One, three. Oh yeah. Two. I've got my, my kind of girl. Right on. Which is, I think, kind of the only ballady song on the 
record. Yeah. Um, Mama kind of girl. And I, I was reading the lyrics. It's like, I think he's like fantasizing about this girl. Cause he keeps, uh, it kind of reminded me of Cornerstone a little bit. Cause he's like seeing this girl in different like parts of the yeah. city. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't really say like they're together. It just says like, like, Oh, you're my girl. But like, I keep seeing you at these different locations, but not like physically come into contact. So it's like, is he fantasizing about this chick or, um, or whatnot? So that I found that fascinating. And, um, it reminded me of like Cornerstone where he's like, Oh, I wish you were here. And like, you know, I'm picturing you here, uh, you know, my ex-girlfriend here. Um, and that could be it. And maybe, maybe that it could be like an ex or something, but, um, yeah, I just found it kind of interesting. And it, and it was out of all the songs, kind of more of a song that showcased Joey's kind of ballady, you know, the, the, the voice that I want to hear usually for, for the Ramones. Um, so that's my, my kind of girl. Nice. With two mys. Um, and then yeah, outsider as number one. Right on, man. Um, that's a good list. It's, it was, let's be real here. It was kind of hard to come up with five. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I, and I feel bad shitting on this album and it's kind of weird because I was looking, I was reading the Wikipedia page for it and it said this album got very favorable or not very favorable, but critics were pretty kind to this record, uh, back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I don't get any of that. I I really don't. Um, and aside (coughs) from kind of the main two, I couldn't really tell you what the rhythm or anything to these songs were, uh, that I'm about to name here. Uh, Number five, my my kind of girl, um, and let's just say for the reason that you said because I don't remember it, um, and I thought about going back to this album and I was like, I really don't want to listen to it again. Um, maybe it's because I was hungover on my drive home listening to it, um, but I, I had it blasting and I still couldn't hear Joey Ramone's fucking vocals, man. Um, number four, the last track on the album, every time I eat vegetables, I think of you, which if if that's not like a teenage punk title for a song but but you you know the the song actually kind of had a nice melody and everything to it i was really surprised um Mm -hmm. so i you know i kind of dug it uh number three time bomb time um number two (laughs) outsider um and it's it's a really good song you know even on a bad ramones album you you still get a couple really good songs Um, number one psychotherapy Mm -hmm. Ah, oh, you like psychotherapy? I oh, love okay. psychotherapy. That is that would be such a fun song to play live, and it's like such a classic Ramonesy song, you know? Um, yeah. So I dug it. It almost, I mean, it almost reminded me of um, "We're a Happy Family." Yes. We're a happy Family. Yeah, but yeah. definitely like harder, more '80s grit. Um, yeah, and actually, that's excuse you mentioned that. Like, I know this is what '81. Yeah. Like there, I could already hear some of that '80s. I know, like within the eighties, like all those different se- like, you know, production sounds were happening. Yeah. But I heard like the big kind of, uh, gated snare sound doom. Like with the, there's like, it, it just started sounding more like kind of uh stadium, like Rocky. Yeah. You know? Oh, and my, yeah, my and fault. 83, 91, 83. Okay. Sorry. 83. Well, yeah. So that, yeah, that makes sense. Like that, those kind of sounds would, would kind of merit what, you know, what's going on in that, in that time. Um, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I found very interesting. It's like, damn, like it's like legit Ramones in the eighties. <laughs> like the the songs are certain starting to like have those kind of eighties sensibilities with them. Yeah. Um, which is which is cool. I mean, that's unique to the time and everything. So right on. Right on. But yeah, man. Um, 
the Ramones. Next week, what is next week? I'm not even looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> how bad is that? Oh man, man. Um, I think it's cool. I'm excited because we get to listen to some new music. Yeah, so. no, I'm, and it's it's you know and I, we might find some gems in there. Let's see what what is the know. next one. Um, I'm lo- I'm like looking at the whole whole discography. Discography, whatever that is, over on Sire Records. Uh, too tough. To, ooh, too tough to die. I'm excited for this one. This is oh, yeah. a great too, album. Um, too tough to die. Very excited. Okay, get back to that. Nice. There's only five great Ramones albums, and I mean, I'm saying this having not heard really the, the back half of their discography, but uh, yeah, this this is on that top five. I think. I'm not trying to overhype it. We're going to talk about it next week. Very excited <laughs> for it though. Um, but yeah, man. So that's Subterranean Jungle. We'll hit Too Tough to Die next week. Shawnee, oh, do you have yeah, any uh, anything you'd like to share with our audience this week? Dude, I'm, I'm about to share with you uh, Corrupt FN, man. You have to check out People Just Do Nothing. It's actually on Netflix now. Oh, tight. And that's how I was able to watch it. Um, it's been airing, I think, for like the last couple years on BBC. I think it switched different channels. So it's like BBC 3, BBC 2. Um, it won a BAFTA award, um, uh. for best comedy, uh, show and performance. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of briefly touched on it in the list, but it's pretty much about a, uh, pirate radio underground radio station in this like small little kind of ghetto area of, I don't know. I'm not really familiar with these areas, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's the corrupt FM crew. They've got, uh, MC grinder. Grinder, as they would say. Grinder. Uh, Grinder. Um, MC uh, DJ Beats. Or yes. MC Beats. Um, Decoy. I mean, they got the whole crew, man. Um, Steve's. He's funny. He's the he's the uh, part partly DJ slash uh, guy who gets all their drugs. Nice. But um, I don't know, man. It's it's really funny. It's a mockumentary kind of style, and it's pretty much these guys doing this whole pirate radio thing. And pretty much the whole show is this, them um, just saying like they're the shit and they're like <laughs> just the best thing ever within like the vicinity that they can reach with their radio station. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's so funny, dude. You got You got to watch it. And I, I can't re- recommend a, a TV show, especially for uh, when we did this British television, you know, anyone who has kind of gets British kind of humor and whatnot, um, definitely check it out. Um, Highlight character of the show is got to be this guy. His name is Chibati G. Chibati G. Chibati G. I like saying it. He's uh, <laughs> he's pretty much their. He becomes like somewhat their manager, because um, they they are kind of like artists too. Like they create their own music and they put it, they spin it on their radio station. But this dude is like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe. I don't know what the best way to describe. He's like a he's like a pervert. He's but he doesn't know it. <laughs> he's your favorite um, character. He's, he's funny because everything he does, you it's like cringeworthy. Like every single thing he does on the show, it's like, dude, why are you doing that? Right on. But it's hilarious because he, he has no filter. He just doesn't understand like how to approach women or like or whatnot. Um, but I mean, if they're listening to this show right now, you're to- a total G, body G. <laughs> Um, and that's, what's crazy about the show, dude. They, uh, they were literally just a group of friends who just created like this kind of sketch comedy thing on YouTube. 
about this corrupt FM radio station and it got like quite a little bit of following. And then of course, like these showrunners picked it up. They, um, and these kids, like these guys, like somewhat kind of wrote the, the first, you know, the pilot in the first couple episodes. So they, they actually had to like learn how to write a show within the process of them pitching the show uh, to obviously like places like BBC and getting a pilot made and everything. So it was a very interesting, like after watching the show and like kind of watching some interviews with them, um, it's very interesting the process of like these guys were just doing it for fun and they took this kind of sketch show about these guys who just didn't give a fuck and, you know, were just huge, uh, you know, radio persona- personalities and, um, and they just, they just think they're better than everyone and they, they pretty much uh, took that like kind of concept and found a way to spin it into this really cool show. And I can't recommend enough to do that. Chibati G guy is like the, he's like the show. I mean, if they didn't have him on the show, like, I mean, he's like the center of like the, um, the, the comedy and humor. Um, and the craziest part is dude, they make music too. Sick. So of course these guys are actually on tour right now. I think the series is officially over. Okay. Um, like I think December they, they aired their last couple episodes. Just, just like you were saying earlier with like series, like, you know, I'm a little sad because it's like, oh, you know, I want more of these guys for sure. But um, they, the crazy thing is, so they're they're on tour right now as Corrupt FM. Nice. So they're like legit, like, you know, performing these like garage type songs um, that they curated for the show. And they're performing them in front of these like festival crowds. But they're under the uh, guise of Corrupt FM and all their MC names. So they're acting like their characters on the show, too. So it's kind of like seeing Spinal Tap, like, play live or something. Like, they're in character and everything. So it's the craziest thing ever. Um, and I think it adds so much more to the to the show and, and to their characters. So I can't stop talking about it, dude. I, I've just laughed so hard at this show. And um, I'm going to send you a clip, actually, after right this. Right on. Just best moments with Chibati G. And you, you'll, you'll be convinced from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I can't talk enough hype for it. Uh, if you guys check it out corrupt fm on a show called people just do nothing Fantastic. on netflix as of now um yeah dude right on do you have anything to share this week dude uh yeah sure um met up with our boy hopkins uh over the weekend and um he we were trying to figure out a place to eat for lunch and uh He's like, you want to go into the city? I said, sure. And I can't tell you where we went because I have no idea the city. I don't know the city very well, but we went to a place called Tommy's Mexican Joint. And I I just have to say, I've never been to a bad restaurant named Tommy's. Never been to a bad Tommy's. You know, I've never had a bad Tommy's experience. Um, Yeah. And it was the same here. I had chicken mole and it was delicious. Um, Had some margaritas (coughs) and they were delicious. And... uh, Tommy's in San Francisco. I don't know where. I can't direct you. I can't tell you the street or anything like that. Um, but it's good. So check it out. Check it check out. It out Tommy's. Man, yeah. uh, man, it's making me hungry now. Oh, dude. man. It was so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Shawnee, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Music. And on my website, shondaymusic.net. Net. Net. Um, Net. Yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Joey, where can we Sick. find you on the interwebs? 
You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joey Parati, and you can check out my website, joeypartiscripts.com. You can check out the show um, at Top 5 Pod, that's T-O-P-F-I-V-E-5-P-O-D, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook at Top 5 Podcast. We're on Apple Music, we're on Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, and we will love you forever. Love you. All right. Shawnee. I can't wait for next week. We're gonna have we're gonna have some fun, man. I can just feel it in me bones. Yeah, that's more Ramones coming. Yeah, I have a raucous, raucous time. <laughs> All right. Until next time, I'm Joey Parati, and I'm Sean Day. Thank, Thank you.